Welcome into the Rotor Lounge. It's your boy Brad Starks breaking down the NFL Combine. Talk about some winners like Brees Hall and Christian Watson. And we'll talk about some losers like Kyron Williams and Isaiah Spiller. Now, if you're new to the podcast, please leave a review, subscribe, follow me on Twitter, Patreon at Roto Lounge for more fantasy content. If you are a regular here in the lounge, you know what time it is. Go get yourself a drink. Meet me back here in the lounge. All right, tonight, 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 I am drinking on some Wild Turkey Rare Breed. Let's get started. Um, let's make this quick, just a kind of a combine fallout. What happened if you didn't watch the NFL Combine? Uh, and we're talking about fantasy football relevant players. Uh, and this is the way I interpreted the Combine. So uh, if you you know, appreciate my, my, uh, my side of the analytical view or uh, the film breakdown view or my opinions on players, then... Maybe some of this insight can help you out uh, when you're deciding who you want to draft in your fantasy leagues uh, because the rookie draft is one of the cheapest ways that we can improve our dynasty teams. So you want to make sure that you are picking the right players uh, because their value is either going to go up or their value is going to go down. You don't want to be stuck holding the bag if you draft a player that doesn't pan out. So Now's the time to find content creators and evaluators that you trust, uh, listen to their insight, maybe take something from their process to improve your own uh, and help make those dynasty teams a little bit better, right? Uh, I, I did a special, if you are a patron, I did a special podcast for the patrons right before the combine. Uh, and, and actually before the combine, I was watching some Brees Hall film and early on Kenneth Walker was my number one receiver, or my number one running back. Uh, I started watching Brees Hall and just everything that I watched about him, I really liked uh, his vision, uh, his contact balance. I liked his speed. I liked his burst. A lot of people said he didn't have uh, speed uh, and burst, but on tape, I saw it. Uh, and, and I recorded a podcast for the patrons and I said, this went from a meh class to a class where I think Brees Hall is a must have player. Now, this is before the combine. Um, and I suggested that uh, Brees Hall would run a low 4-4, jump out of the gym. Um, and he went to the Combines, and he left the Combine as a consensus fantasy football running back number one for us. And and I think that uh, that is a winner, a winning um, display by Brees Hall. Um, I mean, really, he smoked the Combine. He ran a 4-3-9 official 40, right? There's debate on the 40 times. Uh, he ran a 4-4-1 and a 4-4-0 unofficial, unofficial, I believe, or a 4-4-4. Even those times are really amazing. Those, I mean, even if he didn't run a 4-3-9 he ran a 4-4-1, 4-4-4, that is still elite speed at the running back position, and I'm fine with that. He had a 40-inch vertical jump, absolutely destroyed the vertical, and then he jumped 126 inches in the broad jump. Um, these three drills combined – can demonstrate a player's speed and explosion, right? The the vertical jump and the broad jump um, demonstrates a player's explosion, um, and the 40-yard dash can demonstrate this player's speed. And we want to see that because when you see Brees Hall running away from defenders, we don't know how fast those defenders are, right? 
So sometimes watching tape um, can be a little uh, deceptive because you don't know the level of competition. So when you watch tape and you identify how quickly uh, or how explosive these players are, the combine can really confirm that or leave doubt in our mind and we can go back and review the tape. Um, so what I did was in my model, for those that follow me know that I have an uh, analytical model, I filtered the performance that Brees Hall had uh, to previous running backs that had similar, when you look at the 40-inch uh, vertical and the 126-inch broad jump, uh, because that 439 was so ridiculous, I just went with his uh, explosion. What running backs had that level of explosion? And only only two running backs populated. Uh, one being former Cowboys running back Marion Barber III, and the other one being a former Detroit Lion, Carrion Johnson. Now, I know Carrion Johnson had several injuries, didn't seem to have the heart um, at the NFL level. I do believe when he was healthy and played, he he had some good games, but those two had the explosion, uh, the, the high vertical and the, and the far broad jump, but neither of these running backs ran fast, right? Barber ran a 4.54, and Johnson ran a 4.57. But Brees ran a 4.39, right, which is smoking those times. Even if he ran a 4.40 or a 4.44, it's smoking uh, those two running backs 40. So what I did was I filtered to see if there's any other running backs that were this explosive and this fast. Uh, and, and it came down to just one running back was similar. Uh, and that was in 2007. A running back from Oklahoma jumped 38 and a half inches in the vert with a broad jump of 127 inches, so one inch over what Brees Hall did. And this running back ran a 4.41 40-yard dash. His name, Adrian Peterson. Uh, so take that how you want. Uh, but Brees Hall is looking like an elite athlete, has the college production to match, has the college tape to match. Seems like a consensus 101 in this draft maybe the only must-have player in this class um, if you were able to get Brees Hall I absolutely support that decision another winner for me is Kenneth Walker the third now he was my RB1 for a while then once I started watching Brees Hall he dropped down to my RB2 pre-combine and he sits there just as he did before the combine after the combine he's still my running back too I think he's a winner because he also showed speed and explosion. He ran a 4.38 official 40-yard dash, jumped 34 inches in the vert, and broad jumped 122 inches. Another explosive and fast athlete uh, just showing us that he has those skills that translates to the next level with a multitude of fast athletes that are going to be chasing him. Now, the knock on Walker is his lack of college production when it comes to the receiving game um, but few know that when he was at Michigan State when they threw to their running backs uh, Walker was on the other end of those passes half the time he also he did look very adequate uh, in the receiving drills at the combine and what makes a player better is reps continue to get reps and practice and practice and I would expect that Kenneth Walker is going to get tons of reps in his NFL rookie minicamp um, and on the side of camp, he's going to get plenty of reps uh, catching the football to prepare him for the season, and I have no doubt he's going to be ready. Again, 
In high school, he caught a total of 65 passes for over 1,000 yards. He can catch the ball, wasn't asked to do it a lot. I don't think that it's a knock on him. We look at running backs like A.J. Dillon didn't catch a lot in college. Green Bay has really turned him into a receiving back. Same with Jonathan Taylor uh, and also Kareem Hunt at Toledo. I don't think Kareem Hunt eclipsed 15 receptions uh, in any season, um, and now he's putting up like 40 receptions in a season. So there are a lot of running backs that didn't catch the ball in college, but that doesn't mean they can't. So it's nice to see that when the teams threw to the running backs, Kenneth Walker was heavily targeted. So he was a winner in my book. Also another winner is Rashad White. Came in, measured six foot tall, 214 pounds, ran the 40 in 4.48 seconds, jumped a 38-inch vertical leap, and a 125-inch broad jump. Another fast, explosive back who is now likely to have his draft capital heading in the positive direction. Uh, He's grading out like a D'Angelo Williams-type prospect. Not the college production that D'Angelo Williams had, but the athletic measurables that D'Angelo Williams had when he came out of Memphis. Uh, Now, Rashad White isn't well-known, really, because he only played two years at Arizona State. Before that, he played at Mount San Antonio College, transferred to Arizona State, uh, and when he did, he saw his market share of the offense increase both seasons, capping his final season there in Arizona State with a 60% market share of the team's rushing yards and a 60% market share of the team's rushing touchdowns and almost 90% market share of the team's receptions. He is a running back and a receiving back. He might be the third best running back in this class for me. Now, you're probably saying, whoa, hold up. What about Isaiah Spiller? Don't forget about Isaiah Spiller. A lot of evaluators RB1 pre-combine, but to me, he is a loser uh, for the combine, and I'll tell you why. He came in, he jumped 30 inches in the vertical and 114 inches in the broad jump. Now, this just doesn't show NFL-level explosion, uh, in my opinion. And then he ultimately decided to sit out the 40-yard dash and said he would run it at his pro day. Was he injured? I'm not sure. He did the drills uh, after the jumps. Uh, After everyone ran his 40, he did the drills. So I don't know if injury was the reason. Um, If he got injured, he probably would have just set out the rest of the combine and said, I'll see you at the pro day. But he did perform the drills and said, I don't want to run. Now, why is he a loser? Well, when you look at his limited explosion, right, the 30-inch vertical, 114-inch broad jump, history shows us that Spiller is likely going to run a 4.640 yard dash at his pro day. You just don't see that level of explosion, and then you see a fast running back. I think one of the very few was Jamal Charles, who uh, was like track speed, uh, but didn't perform well at um, the vert or the broad. Uh, but I think Jamal Charles was an outlier. I don't see Isaiah Spiller running a four, you know, four three, four four forty yard dash. 460 seems more like his range of outcomes from what I see on tape. I was thinking more of a 455, um, but I also didn't expect a 30-inch vert and 114 broad. So we'll see what he runs at his pro day. Um, Some say that, you know, speed doesn't matter. Uh, But when you look at what he did, a 30-inch vertical, 114-inch broad jump, if he runs a 460, these metrics are going to compare him to players like Wayne Gallman and Quadri Allison. 
Um, and that's not really a player that I want to draft early in my rookie drafts. Um, I will pass on Isaiah Spiller if he runs a 4-6 40-yard dash. Uh, it also doesn't help when you look at the analytics of production. You know, Isaiah Spiller's market share of the offense went down every season at Texas A&M. I think he had a really good freshman season, um, but after that, he kind of tailed off. Then you come to the combine, you don't show the athletic measurables to be an NFL uh, elite-level talent. You know, I'm passing. He may be a Wayne Gallman, but that's not someone that I want to, you know, spend high draft capital on. So he's falling in my rankings right now. We'll see what he does at Texas A&M's Pro Day. Uh, another loser for me uh, and for several other people is Kyron Williams, the running back out of Notre Dame. Came in, measured at five foot nine, sub 200, uh, ended up weighing 194 pounds. He only ran a 46540. Jumped 32 inches in his vertical and 116 inches in the broad. Um, while I think most people were hoping that he was, you know, a little over six foot, over 200 pounds and faster, um, he definitely disappointed a lot of people. Um, but for me, when you look at the analytical model, he still has a range of outcomes of a Justin Forsett or a James White type player. We know he's a good receiver out of the backfield. Um, it may take him some time, just like it did Forsett and James White. It may take him a few years. It may take Tom Brady coming back out of retirement, throwing the ball to Kyron Williams. But the potential is there. Uh, so depending on how far he falls on rookie drafts, depending on who he signs with, um, he could be a target of ours. Time will tell. So he didn't perform as we hoped. But I'm not ruling him out quite yet as a prospect. Now let's talk about some wide receiver winners. Uh, first one is Christian Watson out of the, uh, North Dakota State. Uh, same college as Trey Lance. Played uh, his college ball with Trey Lance there. Just destroyed the combine. Ran a 4-3-6-40. 38-inch vertical. Broad jumped. Amazing 11 feet 4 inches. Uh, that is one of the furthest broad jumps in combine history. Just absolutely destroyed the analytical metrics um, or the athletic measurables. You know what I mean? Measuring at six foot four, uh, he ran track in high school. He returned kickoffs at North Dakota State. He was his team's leading receiver during his time in college. You know, if you aren't familiar with Watson, now is the time to familiarize yourself with him. Now, some of the drills I I questioned. You know, uh, his release. Some of his routes, he might be a uh, a work a, a work uh, in progress. Might be a project type player comes in raw, but with those athletic measurables, uh, a team is going to find a home for him. Whether it's on special teams, whether it's in receiving, he's going to have time to develop. I think eventually uh, the model thinks he's going to have a top twenty four season at some point in his career. So I'm willing to take a shot on him in our drafts. How early? Probably second round, depending on who else is on the board. Um, but definitely familiarize yourself with Christian Watson if you haven't already. Another winner for me is George Pickens. Coming off his ACL tear, Pickens runs a 4.4740 yard dash. Uh, it's still unknown if you know if he's reached his full health after recovering from that ACL tear, but. You know, he should have enough NFL speed at a 4.47. And if he increases that and gets faster as he gets healthy, that's even uh, 
better for his outlook. I think he also performed well uh, in the explosion drills. He jumped 33 inches in the vert, 125 inches in the broad. And I'm pretty high on Pickens. Uh, heading into fantasy football drafts, I think he's a top five receiver in this class. Maybe even higher than that. Could possibly be the wide receiver one once it's all said and done for me. Um, still have some work to do to finalize those rankings. Um, and, and the last winner, wide receiver, Garrett Wilson. Um, another winner ran a 4-3-6 40-yard dash, jumped 36 inches, and 123-inch broad jump. His film looks great. The combine drills backed it up. Uh, Wilson is could be the first wide receiver off the board um, with that speed um, and that athletic profile. Uh, and his film looks really, really good. Uh, let's talk about some losers in the wide receiver position. Let's start with Traylon Burks. Most evaluators wide receiver one pre-combine. Came into the combine, didn't perform well as many expected. Now, he has been working out at the Exos training facility to get ready for the combine, but he didn't really look like he was that prepared. Ran a lot slower than people expected in the 40 at a 4.55. Um, and for me and my model, the speed eliminated any type of DK Metcalf comparison that I think a lot of people were hoping for. Um, now, he jumped 33 inches, which also isn't very explosive, uh, and had a 122-inch broad jump. Um, so less than both George Pickens and Garrett Wilson. Um, he's still looking um, like a prospect comparison to like a Dwayne Bow uh, and a Juju Smith-Schuster type, which is still a good uh, comparison as prospects. Um, but I think a lot of people were expecting him to just blow the doors off the combine, kind of like DK Metcalf did, and solidify himself as the wide receiver one. But I think there's now doubt in... Uh, some people's mind, some team's mind about, you know, his preparation or is he as good as we thought? Um, comes in with like a Michael Thomas type profile, but his game is not like Michael Thomas. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how his career pans out. There's a good chance I don't have any Traylon Burks um, in this draft. Now, maybe there's going to be a, a point where I'm in position to to take him. But there's a good chance I might be taking Garrett Wilson and George Pickens over Traylon Burks if I have the opportunity, as well as Kenneth Walker uh, and Brees Hall. So, you know, I might try to get one share of him just to see. I mean, landing spot's going to be a big deal, but I am not preparing to to move up and try to get Traylon Burks like I would be trying to move up and getting Brees Hall and rookie drafts. Another loser, the last loser, and, and we'll get out of here, is David Bell, wide receiver of Purdue. Came in, measured at six foot one, two hundred twelve pounds, which is good size. But then he put down a four six five forty yard dash. Ugh. He put up thirty three inch vertical and a one eighteen broad jump. Just didn't have that explosion that we were hoping for. Um, now a lot of evaluators for were hoping for you know at least a faster forty time, um, and that four six five, you know inevitably will drop drop him down draft boards. Um, I personally. Um, I'm not too concerned. Um, you know, I would have liked to see a better run. Um, I don't think he's going to be an alpha. I don't think he's going to be elite. Um, but I think he has a chance to be a re really good contributor. Um, he still has a range of outcomes of DeAndre Hopkins, which is pretty wild. Hopkins ran a, you know, 4640 yard dash, jumped 36 inches, had a 115 in the broad. 
very, very similar to what David uh, Bell did. Now, I know um, Hopkins had longer arms, bigger hands. Um, so, you know, Hopkins is Hopkins. I don't want to say David Bell is the next DeAndre Hopkins, but he has a range of outcomes uh, in a profile similar. So he could go to the right situation, be a possession receiver, you know, develop into a reliable uh, potential wide receiver one, um, you know, if if it comes out that maybe he wasn't completely healthy, um, that could have sapped some of his explosiveness and his speed. Keep an eye on him for his pro day. See if those numbers dramatically increase. Uh, that'll tell us something. If they're similar at his pro day, um, then it'll be time to worry. Uh, but we'll see what he does. Uh, I'm not going to write off David Bell quite yet just because of that performance, but I will keep an eye on him, where he gets drafted, what team, his pro day. Um, he's going to be an intriguing prospect for me to see how I officially rank him uh, post-draft. Well, that's it. Just a quick NFL Combine um, breakdown, fallout, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so winners and losers for me. Uh, again, make sure you follow me on social media at Roto Lounge. Keep an eye out for future podcasts. Check me out on Patreon backslash Roto Lounge. Uh, join the community there. Uh, also, Bourbon Bowl 3 coming up for the 2022 season. It's going to be a blast. Until next time, this has been your boy Brad Starks. Cheers. Cheers.